Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be going through termination of pregnancy. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash T-O-P or in the early pregnancy section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. A termination of pregnancy or T-O-P, also called an abortion, involves an elective procedure to end a pregnancy. Let's start by talking about the legal requirements. In the UK, the legal framework for a termination of pregnancy is the 1967 Abortion Act, the 1990 Human Fertilisation and Embryology Act altered and expanded the criteria for an abortion and it reduced the latest gestational age where an abortion is legal from 28 weeks to 24 weeks. There are specific criteria required to justify the decision to proceed with an abortion. The following is a simplified version of these criteria. An abortion can be performed before 24 weeks if continuing the pregnancy involves a greater risk to the physical or mental health of the woman or existing children in the family. This threshold for when the risk of continuing the pregnancy will outweigh the risk of terminating the pregnancy is a matter of clinical judgment and opinion of the medical practitioners. There are certain situations where an abortion can be performed at any time during the pregnancy, including after 24 weeks, and these include if continuing the pregnancy is likely to risk the life of the woman, terminating the pregnancy will prevent grave permanent injury to the physical or mental health of the woman, or there is substantial risk that the child would suffer physical or mental abnormalities that would make it seriously handicapped. The legal requirements for an abortion are that two registered medical practitioners must sign to agree the abortion is indicated and it must be carried out by a registered medical practitioner in an NHS hospital or approved premise. Let's talk about pre-abortion care. Abortion services can be accessed by self-referral or by a GP, genitourinary medicine service, or family planning clinic referral. Doctors who object to abortions don't have to make the referral, but they should pass it on to another doctor who is able to make the referral. Many abortion services are accessed by self-referral without the involvement of a GP or other doctor to make a referral. Marie Stopes UK is a charity that provides abortion services and they offer a remote service for women less than 10 weeks gestation where consultations can be held by telephone and the medications can be issued remotely for the woman to take at home. Women should be offered counselling and information from a trained practitioner in order to help them make the decision. Informed consent is essential. Next let's talk about medical abortions. A medical abortion is most appropriate earlier on in the pregnancy but it can be used at any gestation. A medical abortion involves two treatments, mifepristone which is an antiprogestogen and mesoprostol which is a prostaglandin analogue which is taken one to two days after the mifepristone. 
Mifepristone is an anti-progestogen medication that works by blocking the action of progesterone, halting the pregnancy and relaxing the cervix. Mesoprostol is a prostaglandin analogue, meaning it binds to prostaglandin receptors and activates them. Prostaglandins soften the cervix and stimulate uterine contractions. If the termination of pregnancy is happening after 10 weeks gestation, additional mesoprostol doses, for example every 3 hours, are required until expulsion. Recess-negative women with a gestational age of 10 weeks or above having a medical termination of pregnancy should have anti-D prophylaxis. Next let's talk about a surgical abortion. Surgical abortion can be performed depending on preference and gestational age under local anaesthetic, local anaesthetic plus sedation or a general anaesthetic. Prior to a surgical abortion, medications are used for cervical priming. This involves softening and dilating the cervix with mesoprostol, mifepristone or osmotic dilators. Osmotic dilators are devices that can be inserted into the cervix and they gradually absorb fluid and expand and open the cervical canal. There are two options for surgical abortion, cervical dilatation and suction of the contents out of the uterus, usually used up to 14 weeks, or cervical dilatation and evacuation using forceps, usually between 14 and 24 weeks. Women who are resus-negative, who are having a surgical termination of pregnancy, should have anti-D prophylaxis. The NICE guidelines from 2019 say it should be considered in women who are less than 10 weeks gestation, who are having a surgical termination of pregnancy. Next, let's talk about the care after an abortion. Women may experience vaginal bleeding and abdominal cramps intermittently for up to two weeks after an abortion procedure. A urine pregnancy test is performed three weeks after the abortion to confirm that it's complete. Contraception is discussed and started where appropriate and support and counselling is offered. Finally, let's go through the complications. The key complications of a termination of pregnancy are bleeding, pain, infection, failure of the abortion where the pregnancy continues and damage to the cervix, uterus or other structures. So thanks for listening to this episode on termination of pregnancy. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about nausea and vomiting of pregnancy.